Hi guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Sermondo Talks. My name is Christina and I'm here to introduce you to some of the smartest people in the Amazon sphere. If you're new to our channel and you'd like to get some industry insights, hear some interesting stories about entrepreneurship and learn some useful hacks that you can apply to your own Amazon business, make sure you subscribe to our channel and hit that notification bell so you will never miss another episode again. My guest today for you is Jelena Nuhanovic, founder of Amazonia PPC. So I'm here today with Jelena Nuhanovic. Um, she's the founder of Amazonia PPC and she's located in Belgrade, Serbia. Hi Jelena, glad to have you here. Hi Christina, thanks for having me. I love that you're here. Uh, thank you for taking the time. Um, could you tell me in one sentence or two, what is Amazonia PPC? Amazonia PPC is a full service Amazon marketing agency. That would be in one sentence. And what kind of services do you offer in particular? Um, we're striving to be a full service Amazon marketing agency. Uh, that meaning um, that entails PPC campaign management, Uh, for sure, which is one of our strongest suits. Uh, but we also do copywriting, product listing optimization, product launches, and driving external traffic to Amazon listings. Um, um, we also do a lot of branding on Amazon, which is currently under certain formats that are predefined on Amazon. Uh, but um, when I say branding, I actually mean uh, building out storefronts and optimizing A-plus content for sellers. Awesome. And uh, your English is very, very good. Um, which kind of languages do you offer your services in? Uh, we currently cover only English-speaking uh, countries, English-speaking clients, but our plan for the future for 2020 is to expand the team uh, to cover at least a couple of uh, local European markets so that we can expand our services there too. All so, right. And Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no worries. For, uh, for how long have you been around for already? Amazonia PPC as a team was formed in 2017. But um, before that, in 2015, I started my own uh, consultancy career, uh, which I did alone for two years before I decided to kind of like level up and build a team out of uh, that build a building based on consultancy career. And why did you choose to work in the Amazon industry? Did you ever sell on Amazon yourself? Um, we, when I started uh, consultancy for Amazon, when we uh, built Amazonia as a team, we didn't sell at that point in 2017. But this year we have launched our own brand on Amazon with a partner from New York who is in charge of uh, product development, sourcing and fulfillment. And we are in charge of all marketing strategies and implementing everything there is to build a brand from scratch. Basically, it's been extremely exciting and I love it so far. That's, that's awesome. I'm happy for you. Um, can you tell me why I should choose your agency over other agencies? Oh, well, um, I don't know. You should choose for yourself. That's the right question. That's the right answer. I think, uh, not me or the other agency or there there's, a. Each agency has something to offer. Now we offer free audits to see uh, what to really completely analyze the whole account and just let the clients know what areas of improvements there are that we have identified for them. 
and then also deliver like a, a strategy mock-up for them to see what we could possibly do in the upcoming months. So they should um, really carefully go through all of these materials that we offer them and then uh, decide for themselves. And um, usually uh, we strive to provide uh, the right information for them so that they can make a long-term decision because most of our clients are treated as partners, not like clients, but we try to set up a partnership that will last a uh, long time. So that being said, usually we try to provide as realistic information as possible before even uh, engaging with the client um, beforehand and then they decide for themselves what's best for their business needs so all right and you said before that uh, you work with English speaking clients are those clients from all over the world or mainly US mainly UK how does your user base look like um, we are open to clients coming from all over the world, but for now, from my experience, the majority of them actually came from the USA. So it's kind of like our uh, target market as well. And the majority of our clients actually can come from either California or New York or Florida. That's in our experience where they have, have been coming from. And what do they say about your work? Could you name three things? Uh, a lot of them said that we communicate really well. That's um, something I'm very proud of because uh, I think that communication is key, especially if you're doing some remote work with the clients. Um, you really have to talk to them day after day and uh, consistently and thoroughly to make sure you understand really well what their needs are and in general what the business model is. How can you best uh, help them? What's the best approach? So we uh, really emphasize of this communication and that's the first feedback we've been getting. Um, a lot of them are very happy with the results. So um, when I say results, I don't only mean PPC campaign management, but uh, marketing in general, because um, when we um, look at Amazon specifically, you cannot separate just PPC as a service simply because it's not enough. It's a, platform that's still in the development like you probably had the chance to notice how often things update like every week you can uh, notice that there are some fresh updates on the Amazon platform that's because the PPC platform there's yet in the development phase so usually it's not enough just to manage the PPC campaigns in order to make that PPC work for them usually have to um, either improve the listing, either do add some branding elements to it, either their organic ranking is not really well, so you have to um, think outside of the box how to drive that additional traffic from external sources to the listing. Um, some of them will need, they will already have like an established portfolio of products that's already generating them pretty good cash flow but they are trying to launch new products and they just don't know how. So um, this is all one big full service um, that we are currently offering that they are happy with. So when I say they're happy with the results, it really differs, um, differentiates from one case to, to the another, what they're actually happy with, because some of them will be happy with product launches. Some of them will be happy with their ACOS uh, decreasing over time depending of what our goal is. And some of them will be happy with the increased number of new to brand purchases that they received on the, on the platform on Amazon. 
they probably either had their uh, brand's awareness outside of Amazon, but they just didn't know how to communicate that to the uh, Amazon's audiences when they first joined. So these are all various situations uh, that uh, we have been seeing with our clients and they are very different from one to another. But generally, yeah, we've been receiving really good feedback about the results, um, the communication, like I just mentioned, that we communicate really well with them. And um, I don't know. I don't know what the third thing would be. Generally speaking, uh, we try to deliver as good performance as possible and communicate really well, even if it's not going in the direction that was desired. We That's just important. Yeah, extremely important. Like if you can uh, estimate realistically what can happen in the next upcoming months, um, it's extremely important to communicate that clearly to the client and let them decide for themselves, have enough time to uh, figure out uh, the right approach that they want to take. Did it ever happen that a client was not happy? And if yes, how did you deal with that? Of course. Um, there's, there was a number of them that they weren't happy with certain things. Um, if someone is not happy with our work, they usually have a specific thing that they're not happy with. So that's what we would try to clarify and see, okay, what it is that you're not happy with? Let's work with that. Do you have any suggestions that would be like a constructive criticism? We value everyone's feedback, especially the feedback coming from clients that aren't happy with something because that gives us insight into things that we could do better. So um, especially for that, we have our operations manager, Igor, handling all these things, uh, improving our internal procedures to polish them into standard operating procedures to make sure we don't miss any big things. And usually client feedback is um, another way for us to stay up to date and learn uh, things, learn new things, uh, basically. That's, that's really, really important. Um, I appreciate both, you know, the nice feedback, of course, because it gives <laughs> yeah. self-confidence boosts, like always, um, but also appreciate the negative feedback as well. Um, it realistically wouldn't be, uh, uh, we wouldn't be where we are at this point if there was no constructive criticism from the other side, of course. Yeah, I think you always grow from any kind of feedback when you can implement it very well. And um, we just talked about uh, staying up to date. As you mentioned, every week there's a new feature or a, new, uh, a feature that was just launched two weeks ago gets taken away or whatever. How do you stay up to date apart from uh, getting feedback from clients? Yeah, like I mentioned, the first way for us to learn new things in here is the clients, of course, but then there's also the community. Uh, we are very active online and offline uh, with the community, with colleagues, uh, other agencies that are also in this business, and also staying up to date with some of the leading um, people in this uh, industry. Most of them were already in your uh, in your Simondo Talks interviews. So that was the one, one of the reasons why we wanted to be there too. Like we want to be in the winner's community. <laughs> um, but generally speaking, I really, really love following Kevin King. He's, uh, he's skin in the game, 100%. So um, when he's uh, 
talking about something, giving an interview, uh, minute after minute, it's 100% pure value. So that's what I really like to follow. And Brian Johnson, he's my favorite now. Uh, he's going to launch uh, in November his third um, version of his course, which we're looking forward to purchasing, definitely. Um, he shared some insights on the PPC Congress this October. We were present there and dropped the wisdom. So we learned a couple of tips and tricks, but definitely looking forward to the full version of something that he would share with the general public and see what out of these things we might be able to implement to our own systems. And um, when it comes to knowledge and staying up to date, uh, you just have to, um, I guess, work in order to learn from case studies. That's always been my kind of way of learning things, just testing and add copy, uh, sorry, split testing and uh, seeing what uh, works and what doesn't work. You know, spend a little money uh, before you actually realize what's the winning formula because each business is unique and it has its own needs and you cannot, you can never um, look at two different businesses the same way, simply because even if they're in the same industry niche, because there are different businesses, they have different backgrounds, different team structures, uh, business models, different products, different suppliers, so many different things. So all of this needs to be taken into account when you are, uh, actually figuring out what's the winning formula to help a business through marketing. So that being said, my personal favorite way of learning is just uh, doing it. and that's Trial and error. <laughs> trial and error, yeah, yeah, basically. But also through some formal ways of learning, um, of course, through courses and um, congresses and online communities on Facebook primarily. And um, of course, there's this another way of learning for us, which is speaking to other agencies uh, about things such, uh, such as hiring process, um, you know, how to implement your standard operating procedures and uh, how to behave in certain cases, how to communicate with the clients, uh, soft skills, all kinds of things that come into place when you're running a agency that's committed to becoming the world's best marketing agency. Awesome. Then we're already done uh, with the hard part uh, about your company. Now to the fun part, I want to know more about you as a person. So could you tell me why you decided to become self-employed? Um, I never wanted to be self-employed. That wasn't the idea. Um, basically, I wanted to build a business. That was from day one, something that was the general idea. It just takes time. Everything takes more. Uh, it takes longer than you think. So I wasn't that this was the lesson that I learned the hard way. Um, but generally speaking, um, I I was doing my nine to five job, which I liked. It was in business analysis area, very close to PPC, something that's like came natural to me, PPC came natural to me. So uh, basically <clears throat> I started that um, side business uh, doing PPC as, a, as an assistant for an agency from Philadelphia. And it went from there. Um, I worked... 10 to 12 hours a day for eight months. That was really oh. intense. Yeah, that was really intense. And I didn't have a kid back then, so I could have pulled, pulled that off <laughs> back then. 
Um, but that I, I just came to a point where I had to make a choice. I just couldn't move any longer with that kind of tempo. And I just loved BPC so much that I couldn't really imagine giving it up. So um, I had the support back at home to quit my nine to five job and just start that uh, consultancy career that I always wanted to have. So um it was always my dream to build build a big team. So uh, I guess that was the biggest motivation for me to um, quit the nine to five paradigm and just get started with all of this that I wanted. And are you happy now how everything turned out and how it is at the moment? As an entrepreneur, you are never satisfied. You're always hungry. Like if you're an entrepreneur, you can understand what it feels like. Um, but uh, when I, when I look back with how things were and how they're compare them to what they're like now, usually I I'm very very happy. So it was worth my while, I guess. Are there also things that you don't like? Um... I know that a lot of entrepreneurs, it's like a 50-50 thing. Some of them are saying that they like having so much responsibility. And then there are people that say like, I'm a bit scared because I have so much responsibility. How is it for you? Um, I was always a responsible person. So that kind of responsibility part doesn't really make a lot of difference to me. But I just wish I knew more things uh, before diving right into them there as an entrepreneur there's always going to be one this one situation that you aren't entirely familiar with and there's a task like a you know thing that you have to do without being completely equipped with knowledge that's the kind of frustration i've been having for years but i guess that uh, that's the that's a usual thing when you're working with developing systems such as you know amazon Uh, advertising platform it's ever developing and uh, testing out new things that you don't know actually how it's, it's going to turn out that's basically an experiment you know experimenting with other people's money can be really stressful at times that that would be the thing I don't really like but I guess uh, that's just how it works if you want uh, to do PPC which is what I want so yeah And uh, if you could have one characteristic or skill that you don't have right now, which one would that be? Mm. What I don't really have right now is offline PR and uh, public speaking. That's one area of improvement that I have, uh, that's on my list for 2020 to really, really improve next year. Uh, public speaking skills. That's what I would say. And I started working on them through my YouTube channel just to get better um, at, in explaining certain topics in English and just working out my way through learning how to become a really, really good speaker. I think it's really important in this business, in a consultancy business, to be a public speaker in order to stand out. So that's the one thing I am working on at this point. Did you ever speak at a conference or is this just on your list? That's on my list. Um, so far, we are arranging a couple of interviews are in the pipeline with uh, colleagues from the industry, not just from Amazon PPC, but from this wider background that we actually come from, which is Facebook ads, Google ads, um, influencer marketing, uh, just getting ranked on Google rather than just getting ranked on Amazon. 
So we have a pretty good, strong network of people uh, who are in this wider industry, how I would call it, uh, who have signed up for our interviews on our YouTube channel. So stay tuned for more content. There will be definitely something interesting. And if you're ever, ever at a conference as a speaker, I want to be invited and then I will come to the conference. And I'll pay for your cheer from the Cheer from the crowd. <laughs> um, if you could have a superpower, which one would it be? If I could have a superpower, I would make my day last for 48 hours <laughs> and stay awake throughout the whole 48 hours. <laughs> That would be my superpower. <laughs> So you want to work more? Yeah, or, yeah, definitely. Work more and have that, you know, work-life balance. I think that would be the only way of having it. If my day, I was able to live the same day twice, you know, like in that movie about time when there's this guy that has this ability to uh, live the same day twice, that, that would be my superpower. <laughs> I was going to ask because you mentioned before that you're a mother, right? Yep. You have a kid. So how do, you, how do you manage to be uh, a super entrepreneur and a super mom at the same time? No one ever said I was a super mom. <laughs> I said it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, well, uh, you just try to get as much balance as possible. I try to be as productive as possible within the eight to 10 hours time frame a day. And um, we also work from home, home-based, and um, that's the thing that really helps us buy more time on a daily basis to spend it with family or however we like. So that's, um, I, I tried to change the environment to suit the family better, but also cater to the business needs at the same time. And it's been a real uh, challenge so far, but I think I'm handling it, I, I hope. Would you say that this was your biggest challenge in your time being self-employed? Uh, yeah, uh, not the biggest challenge. There are different challenges on different levels. You For know, example? you have challenges such as certain business problem that you are probably not skilled enough to solve at times and then try to acquire that skill at a time frame that is needed in order to run a project successfully for clients. That's like challenge number one. And then at the same time, um, you have some private issues like um, kid getting sick for a couple of days and then you try to handle that um, with uh, success which is something that you know usually with good support system from the family is something that can be overcome really easily so i guess it just comes down to trusting uh trusting your team first hand first hand trusting your team uh to do this professional part right and uh charging them with more um responsibilities and trusting them to do things right and also um, asking for favors from people who are, you know, in your private li private life right there and being there for them when, when they need, uh, they need you uh, in return, you know, what's that saying that says, no, one man is an island, something like that. You can't do it all by yourself. Just not being that arrogant to think you can <laughs> would be that's the solution. A, that's a good tip. That's a good tip. I think uh, many Amazon sellers face the same problem when they have like their, usual nine to five job and then they start out with their Amazon business and then they have a family and maybe also a kid to to manage like all of that. So 
this is your last advice for you guys. Uh, if you ever struggle, just reach out to your friends and family. Yeah, well, Amazon business, um, if you ever reach a point where you have to choose between nine to five and Amazon, then it's a, it's a situation where you just really have to sit down and think what's best for you, what has the best forecast projections for the future and just like dare to do it. And just like any other business, Amazon FBA is just the business model that Amazon offers for people who are selling. But uh, in, in a situation where I would have to choose between nine to five and Amazon FBA, I would really think thoroughly whether that's the right thing for us to do, whether this, uh, these couple of products that we're selling, they're generating this good cash flow have actually a PL potential meaning. Can we build a brand out of this? Is this something that's long-term um, to dedicate my time, energy and effort and money into it? Is this going to give us really good results or not? Because just like any other business, um, if you dedicate your time to it and you know money and resources, it will grow. It, it will grow as long as you have a good niche. Right. Mm, was there a time where you wanted to quit and just go back to a normal job? No, man, no. That's good. <laughs> No, there were never a time. There was never a time where I was ready to quit. Just change the approach, change the strategy. You know, try different things. Not trying to achieve different results by doing the same thing, but testing out. Same as we do with campaign management, continuous testing, also with business. Uh, but I was never ready to quit. It, it was always bigger than that than just me getting self-employed. It's, um, it's a company, it's other people. You have to find a way, not just like back down. And because um, if I you know, wanted to quit at some point, I'd be pretty easy hireable within a couple of weeks maybe, but it's bigger than us now. Really good answer. Um, what would you say, who or what inspires you to keep going besides your employees do you have like some sort of entrepreneurial idol or someone from the industry uh i i actually do i have to admit um i am a very very big fan of dan Locke. you probably have heard of him and his mentor dan pena sir dan pena who lives in united kingdom he th this guy he owns his own castle he's a billionaire and a self-made billionaire so um, that's Mr. Dan Pena. And when it comes to Dan Locke, he's like a living proof that uh, self-confidence can be built from scratch. He was a Chinese immigrant to Canada uh, 15 years ago. And, you know, English was his third language. He spoke uh, Mandarin, Cantonese, and English wasn't even his second language. It was his third language. And from that position, there was no one, you know, more miserable than him. Within a matter of a couple of years, he built himself into world's best-selling copywriter ever. He would do projects, um, he would charge pro copywriting projects, something like $10,000 per project, um, being a Chinese immigrant in Canada, which is a, a living proof that everything is possible. So I'm very religiously following his YouTube channel that has something like 2 million subscribers and very, very interesting, useful content. I would recommend it to anyone. 
All right. Um, would you like to work with him or if you could hire any famous person in the world to work with you or for you, who would that be? Uh, Dan Locke. Yeah, definitely. I, I would just <clears throat> love to have him in my office and be the voice inside of my head. Says, keep moving forward. It's going to be worth your while and stuff like that. So um, Dan Locke as the master of all business motivation ever would be my choice. Of course, um, everyone else, I don't know. Uh, speaking of uh, inspiring entrepreneurs, if you had the chance to walk into Jeff Bezos' office and ask him for one thing, one favor, what do you think would you say to him or ask him? I would ask him to put me through in touch with his tax consultants. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, you know, please do me a favor, send me back that attorney's contact info. I'd love to have him on board. So, yeah. You'd be the richest uh, woman in the world within a few years. <laughs> yeah, well, he is where he is for a reason. He's built a system who's changed lives across um not just the United States, but the whole, across the globe. And they keep changing the concept of e-commerce. Like um, in general, they are working really, really hard and improving in every way possible they can. So uh, there's a really big reason why Amazon is so big, um, so grown over the years. So, um, so many things to learn from Jeff Bezos. I wouldn't know where to start. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, If you had the attention of every Amazon seller in the world, what advices would you give to them? Could you name three tips maybe? Three tips I would give to Amazon sellers. Mm, well, it comes down to uh, really working and improving your uh, procedures over time. But the majority of my advice would be geared towards uh, making a really good product research strategy and sticking to it uh, just to make sure that you choose the right products. And also choosing the right suppliers would be uh, reliable suppliers would be one of the options. Like, for example, there's this program, China Magic Trip. You might have heard of it. Um, people are traveling to China to find reliable suppliers, which is super important uh, for you to have a partner right there because that's where money really is made. The profit really is made if you can um, manage to decrease your co production cost per unit as low as possible, which you can only do with good suppliers. And on the other hand, on Amazon platform or even on your own e-commerce website, if you have built up sales velocity, it will sell, but it will sell at a certain price uh, because if you hit, you know, very high threshold, you will lose the, uh, the buy box. So you can really increase prices, but you can decrease the cost of production. So that's probably something that Amazon sellers already know, but this would be my advice. And the third thing would be to only choose products who have a branding potential that they can build a brand based based on these products and uh, you can have this one or two good sellers that are generating your cash flow that are your flagship products but only brands uh, persist and only brands last and that's something that i would uh, advise 
sellers to do that it's very hard to give generalized advice because at least from my experience when you do audits there's always a different thing that a certain business is struggling with so um too many factors yeah yeah too many factors and also it's it's become very when you look at a business certain business uh, even when we speak with consultancy businesses like ourselves you can see that they have their strong suits in one areas but they're extremely weak in other areas and then you realize okay i'm not that bad but i could improve in this that they already are kicking ass in <laughs> so that could be also translated to amazon fba businesses like a certain seller would be extremely extremely good in choosing the right products and they will resell them and make that money, but they will really be poor with branding. Like, you know, you really just have to um, look kind of like reverse engineer every part of your Amazon FBA business, see what it's consisted of and how can you make each part better or perfect if possible. All right, then I'm already at my last question. Um, we spoke a bit about branding. In your opinion, what makes a strong brand? What makes a strong brand? Um, uh, strong brands are always easily recognizable. They have a good name. They have good consistency, meaning using the same font wherever you type something in, using the same coloring, using your logo imprinted in wherever you Uh, appear to be that's just for online but when we're talking for offline a lot of good really good brands are don't mind spending a lot of money in uh, acquiring that first sale and that's one of the very <clears throat> hard truths in marketing uh, is that uh, the winner will be that business who's uh, willing to spend the, the most of money on making that winning that first sale from a customer and that's just the beginning once you win them you have to nurture them so that they come back again and again and again and continue continuously purchase from you because that's how you can grow so it's not just about uh, building a brand but also Uh, protecting it time um, time after time so um, that being said I would say that <clears throat> things that are very important for building a brand is that kind of consistency in content like for example like you do for Sermondo I've definitely noticed that there's a certain um, certain guidelines that you follow which is absolutely awesome Uh, but also for businesses that have um, products that sell products that have physical uh, components to them, they can, you know, apply some packaging inserts and uh, do something physically that they can uh, diversify them from the competition. So um, I guess what builds a really good brand is that dedication and commitment to becoming really, really great, which is something that we all should do, I guess. All right. I said it's my uh, last question, but now I'm curious <laughs> from sure. like well-known brands. Um, mm -hmm. Do you have like a favorite or would you say like uh, this is really a best case? Orange Click. Yeah? Yeah, they're, they're doing a really good job in branding, uh, starting with Augustus's blue shirt everywhere. 
yeah. very, very good consistency. That's something uh, that I really, really like. And I could name a number of brands coming from physical products category that I could, uh, the, the list would be endless. There are some really good examples of how people do it. I could name a ton of brands who have physical products um, who are very, very successful at doing branding, like, for example, a baby category uh, and also pet category and different categories that have uh, emotional triggers that, uh, that are actually triggering people to make that purchase. That's like number one choice for people who are trying to build their brand online because there are very uh, convenient categories for content marketing. You can do tons of content marketing around, um, you know, pets because there are people so attached to them and their babies, they're also attached to their babies. So you can uh, write tons of content uh, with, with regards to knowledge and how you can treat uh, your pet nicely and how you can feed them better and stuff like that. And then, you know, try and slip your product casually uh, <laughs> in that content as well. So that's one of the ways of how you can, you know, build your tribe around uh, Facebook or Instagram, wherever you are placing this content to them. Uh, when it comes to some brands such as, you know, some categories such as automotive and, you know, tools and equipment, stuff like that, it's much, much harder simply because um, it's something that's, if you're having like a utility product and you can't build a brand very easily around it, it's just, uh, you can build it, but it will take much more money, work or uh, time put in before you start seeing some first results. And that's one of the premises of most familiar in business, which is when you don't have money, then you compensate that through time and work. And if you don't have time, then you compensate it with money and work. And if you don't can't work, then you compensate with money and time. Yeah. So uh, it all depends. Uh, the different, there are different things that you need to invest, not only money uh, into building a healthy and strong brand, I'd say. Okay, this is really my last question. Um, so you're saying when you sell like tools like screwdrivers or hammers or whatever, it's much harder because people are not emotionally involved. They just want to get a nail in the wall and they don't care which hammer they use. Exactly. And that's the point where you emphasize on the functionality of the product, not just uh, design or the outlook of it. But there are different dimensions of the product that you can emphasize on. Each product has its strong suits. So if this is, you know, guys, audience, men, they will focus more on functionality of the product. So you start uh, emphasizing what the advantages, the, the, the added features you have for the screwdriver that the competition doesn't have. And, you know, how many times you can use it and what's the warranty, uh, all these technical elements. So that's different approach to copywriting when it comes to uh, products. You really have to know really well who's the audience you're talking to and what are the product features and you have to know your competition really well in order to brand it and marketing market it on amazon all right then i will release you now um thank you so much for taking the time and for being on and for answering my thousand questions that i had for you <laughs> you no gave problem. some you gave some great insights um i'm sure our audience can learn a lot from that and um yeah, I hope to see you speak somewhere soon. 
uh, in persona. Me too. I'm looking forward to meeting you in person and thank you for having me today and taking the time to ask me all these questions. All it was right. a pleasure. All right, guys, that's it. That was my interview with Jelena Nuhanovic. If you have any questions for her or for me, simply drop your comment below. I also put some helpful links in the description where you can find out more about Amazonia PPC and Sermando.com. And if you like our channel and interviews like that and you want to see other expert interviews in the future, make sure you subscribe to our channel. You can do this by either clicking this button here or the red, no, here or the red button here. And yeah, I see you guys next time.